Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Our show has been a little bit unusual today, and that's because I've been doing the show from the legislature, actually the, the basement of the legislature, where usually you find Mike Smith doing his show. I was over in Victoria hosting an event, thought, yeah, we'll do something fun. You know, we'll get to know the Capitol a little bit better, do the show from the legislature. And as a result, we also have a very special guest with us this morning. And believe me, this does not happen very often. But with us, we have her honor the Lieutenant Governor of British Columbia, Janet Austin. Thank you so much. And you're, you're here with me. Thank you so much for coming in. Well, Simi, it's an absolute delight to be here, actually. Um, Simi and I um, uh, worked together last night on a wonderful event at uh, Government House, and it's just really lovely for me to have the opportunity to spend some time with you. You had the security people in a tizzy this morning <laughs> because they weren't quite sure what to do. You, normally, let's talk about normally so people know your role, when would you normally come to the legislature building? It would be in an official capacity. Uh, yeah, I, I come for the um, the throne speech, obviously, uh, which is generally once a year. Uh, we had one year where it occurred twice. Yes. Um, but, but I come fairly frequently for what's called royal assent. And so as a lieutenant governor, um, I have the authority to approve all of the orders in council and the bills that are passed by the legislature. And it's a form, it's a formality. And it's something I very much enjoy doing, coming to the legislature, um, and uh, the bills are read out to me, and I approve them. Um, it's also a really nice opportunity for me to express my appreciation to all the members of the Legislative Assembly. They're really good people. They work incredibly hard, and I think they don't get nearly enough, um, frankly, respect or appreciation for the work they do on behalf of all of us. And so you were here just yesterday, actually, yep, yesterday giving royal assent. Yeah, just before our event last night. So then to give people an idea, you coming in today just for a little chat here in the radio room is quite unusual. It is a bit unusual, but you know, it's something I'm very willing to do, actually. So I know this was your idea because I said we could do this on the phone, but you wanted to come in. And by the way, thank you so much. We are so honored to have you here. Now, what is the role of Lieutenant Governor? Can you give us an idea of the work that you do? Sure. So um, in Canada, I think probably most of your listeners understand that uh, we have a separation of state and government. And so our head of government for the country, of course, is Prime Minister Trudeau. And for the province is Prime Minister, uh, Premier, sorry, Premier. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get ahead of him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Premier David Eby. Um, and our, our head of state, of course, is King Charles III. So my role is to represent King Charles III in undertaking his responsibilities as head of state for British Columbia. And so I have um, legislative responsibilities, which include delivering the throne speech and, and giving royal assent. I also have the enormous privilege of being, a, uh, being um, able to recognize British Columbians who have contributed to our province in many, many diverse ways through things like the Order of British Columbia, uh, BC's um, uh, reconciliation Awards, which we launched a couple of years ago, um, and the uh, Community Achievement Awards, so things like that. But I also have the opportunity to bring profile to issues that I consider to be of importance, 
So I think of them as kind of foundational issues that I would like to bring some profile and prominence to. And so I've selected a few. Uh, one is reconciliation. Uh, one is um, inclus inclusion, diversity, and equity. And the third is upholding our democracy. And I think that's particularly important in the current global context where we see a lot of dysfunction and chaos elsewhere in the world. And I'm very proud that here in Canada and certainly in British Columbia, we have a well-functioning system of governance. And something I think we, we take for granted sometimes as well. You have been doing this work since, since 2018. What do you find the most rewarding about it? Oh gosh, you know, there's so much that's rewarding about it. I, I love meeting British Columbians um, from throughout the province, understanding what their issues are, um, and um, understanding also the contributions that they've made uh, at the community level and also at the provincial level. Um, I love the opportunity to actually bring profile to issues that I think are important. I really appreciate that intellectual engagement. Um, and it's wonderful as well for me to for me to interact with the members of the Legislative Assembly. As I said, I have enormous respect for people who step up um, to these roles. Um, and um, it's it's a very interesting to me, really, to understand the nature of their work, to see all the bills that uh, um, that they produce, and that they work very hard um, to ensure that we have. Uh, the best for mm. British Columbians and our province. What I love about coming over to Victoria is just the hold that it gives you on BC history. And I don't think enough of us get a chance to really experience that part of BC history. And now you, of course, in your role as Lieutenant Governor, you reside at Government House. Can you can tell us a bit about the history of Government House? Well, uh, uh, Government House, we, we've had, uh, um, throughout our history, we've had three Government Houses. The The first two actually burned down. Um, this uh, third government house was built in the late 1950s, opened, I think, in, in 1960. Um, and uh, there, the, but the original government house was built by um, the famous architect, uh, Rattenbury, who also... Same one, the one that haunts this building. The, the, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> the legislature and the Empress Hotel. Um, so it's, it is the, it's not my house, it's the... Uh, really the house of the people of British Columbia. Um, I do have my husband and I and our dog, McDuff, we have a, um, a two-bedroom suite on the second floor, uh, and that's where we live when we're here in Victoria. But I also spend a fair bit of time in Vancouver, uh, and I think it's important for me to be present and visible in Vancouver as well. Right. The grounds of Government House, though, are just beautiful. Is there an opportunity for the public to learn more about it? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. We have an incredible network of, I think, close to 500 volunteers, and uh, a number of them are equipped to provide tours of Government House. So those tours are, are provided on a periodic basis, or they can be booked for special special groups. So I would encourage people to take a look at the Government House website, um, and you will have that opportunity. Uh, also, our website has some very interesting information on the history of Government House, uh, and the grounds are open really um, throughout the year. Uh, they are attended by an incredible network of volunteers. I think we have one paid person who helps to... You're kidding me. Absolutely. Because like, having been there now several times in the last few years, it is absolutely breathtaking, beautiful grounds. And you're telling me that's all volunteers? Pretty much, absolutely. It's, it's quite remarkable. Um, there is a, an organization called the Friends of, of Government House Society, 
and it is an incredible network of volunteers. So they support the grounds, they take care of the grounds, they have teams. Um, as I mentioned, they, they also are the tour docents. Uh, we have a costume museum, which they run. We have a tea house, uh, which they I run as missing well. out. So you said, you should get over here more often. I should. Me. I know Absolutely. I'm missing out on all these. That's like, nothing I have more than a good cup of tea. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> uh, so you, your work is so significant. Are there, are there, uh, what, what do you want people to know about some of these initiatives that you have been undertaking? How important is this work to you? It's very important to me. I think, you know, as as we look around the world and we see the kind of chaos and dysfunction that's emerging elsewhere, I think it's extremely important that we understand and value, uh, nurture and, and really treasure our system of governance. You know, um, most of the countries around the world do not have the benefits that we have here. You know, we're governed in peace. Um, there is respect for the rule of law. Our courts make decisions based on evidence. Our human rights are protected. Uh, and these are things we must not make for, uh, must not take for granted. So I see it as an important part of my responsibility, um, to uphold our democracy and to ensure that people are aware of what we have here in, in British Columbia and in fact in Canada. Well, we are very lucky and we were very lucky to have you stop by and talk to us this morning. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, Simi, it's an absolute pleasure for me. And thank you very much for inviting me.